the Dipped in Butter program with Kat and Wes. here for the news sometimes so we gotta have news for them. i don't know what they're thinking about but, uh, fuck it let's give it to them yeah, welcome it. to the dipped in butter program the podcast hey, good morning welcome, good welcome. evening good friday good whatever day you listen to podcasts uh i'm excited to be here my man's excited to be here speaking of my man's across from me is my man's west no t forever young 89 uh aka uh will let you get a lightning bolt part in your hair, in your okay, face, yeah. and won't say nothing about it. He'll just Not sit nothing. there and watch you do it. Hey, what's going on, Wes? <laughs> I, I hate these sometimes because they make me remember things I probably shouldn't remember at that very moment. Hey, well, you know, we can if you want. Uh, however, we're here, um, and across from me is my guy. That's Cat, a K with two T's on the end of that thing. Um, you can catch him at catandcrunch.com where you can dip into the cereal shit. Um, or on twitch.tv slash dipped in butter program, um, where you can tap into him, um, finding himself over there on Twitch currently. Um, <laughs> I like finding himself. Yeah, finding don't, himself. He don't even know how he got no, there. No, no, we no, don't no. know why he's doing it, but he's over there. Yeah, or um, more more and most importantly here on the Dipped and Butter program every Friday, um, wherever you listen to podcasts, because there is we and we are there. Um, the only nigga that you know if you don't see him with a hat on, something's wrong. <laughs> Have Bro. questions. <laughs> Bro. Listen, uh, for for the listeners at home, man, uh, me and Wes do like to like touch bases and make sure we check in <laughs> on non podcast days, and you know, just you know, just ask homies and shit just to check in. And Wes hit me with a Facetime the other day, man, and he immediately was like taken aback, right? Like I answered a Facetime, and he, before he could even get to what he called me for, he was like. Where's your hat? Bro? Where's your hat? Like, <laughs> like, that shit made me laugh so hard because like, okay, so first and foremost, let me explain to the audience and those of y'all that might not know me personally or might not see me on a regular basis. Like I'm a hat wearing nigga, right? Like, and I don't even, this made me laugh and I didn't even really get to explain it to you why that was so funny to me. Cause I was crying laughing when he said, where's your hat? And I was, I was genuine when I asked, like, <laughs> I like, know it was funny, but like I was hat? dead ass serious. Like, wait, you're not doing nothing today. Like, you don't even got my hat on. You're not going nowhere. It was so funny about it, man. I really didn't get into the particulars because I had to even dig into my own psyche as to how I, how and why I became the hat nigga, right? Like, I never intended to be like LL Cool J. Never catch me. I never, but I never intended on being Neo. It just kind of happened. Like <laughs> me always having a hat just kind of happened. Like I. I vaguely remember in like junior year, 
I want to say it might have been junior year of high school, man. And I might have had like one of my first little jobs where I was bringing in my own little money and shit. And before then, like I had always thought hats was fly. Right. I just didn't have a bunch of hats because right. lowest the keys. And I think this is one of them things that I don't think women realize hats are expensive. Like do women are realize expensive. hats are they expensive? Probably, unless they've bought them, they probably don't. But hats are definitely like 45, yeah. 50 and up. Fam, when I was, for, when for I was buying hats. A good hat will end. run you. I don't know what they running now. I ain't bought a hat in a, you know, price since I bought a hat from you for real, for real. But I catch, I catch them on sale to be honest with you, unless it's something I just gotta have. Right. I'll right, pay right. the 40, but like I go straight to the sale rack and lids and I just, oh, make facts. It, I just make it work. You know yeah, what I'm saying? So, oh, this is for me. But yep, hats are expensive. So like, so I guess in like junior year of high school, I finally had my own little money coming in and I went and bought a hat and I had a hat fam and i distinctively kind of remember standing in lids like with my hands on my hips and being like okay i got 45 dollars for this and i'm gonna give me a good hat that is a representation of me right so long story short like I talk myself into like, I'm going to be different. I'm not going with the New York Yankees fitted because everybody got those. Cause Hove, Hove was on a tirade when I was in high school. So everybody had the Yankees fitted. It's like niggas wasn't even hitting them with the Raiders hats at this point. Like niggas had Yankee fitted and like, you know, the Cincinnati Reds representation of Ohio Bloods, you know what I'm saying? Like the regular right, rotation right. of three or four different hats. Everybody had that same three or four. And I was like, fuck that. I'm going to get a hat that represents me. Long story short, I ended up walking out of there with like an Arizona Diamondbacks hat or some shit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Dare to be different ass nigga. Dare to be different. I had a big D on it. And I was like, well, my name starts with a D, so I'm going to rock this. And... Like, as stupid as that may sound, like, I distinctively remember getting, like, a lot of compliments off this hat. Like, motherfuckers was feeling it and shit. So, yeah. I wore the hat to death. I'm talking about, like, it was wore it brown down. on the inside. Yuck. <laughs> Yuck is See, the right. word. And now we're like, having... Now we're having a now we're having a culture conversation because I feel Let's like I came up in a real like hat era like you say from you know lids you go in there but like niggas was really going in there and spending on the hats then like of course you might fuck with the clearance rack but at that point the clearance rack was uh, it didn't have it was it was it was dad hats with mesh backs mm-hmm. like it had hats the, wasn't the, cool yet. yeah but it had the mesh backs on it and yeah, <sighs> like you say they just wasn't cool yet the trucker hats the really hats were, with it was Velcro. Yeah, they was trucker hats and they wasn't Von Duchess. So like niggas wasn't really feeling that back in my day. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So this was, uh, back in the day when you had to know your hat size. You know, I think I was a, a, a three fourths, five eighths weird head ass nigga. Um, <laughs> and if it was any, and I, and that, and I am referring to a seven because if you had a six, your head is oh, tiny as shit. And if you got, and if you eight, had eight, you your head is huge. Don't talk like, to me if you were an eight. Oh if you don't got braids under that eight or dreads, yeah. go holler at me. But like you really had to uh had to learn a lesson about your hats. Like I remember, you know, the first time you bought your your first icy white, uh all white fitted. White fitted? You was that I was I bro, I don't think I've ever I, been daring enough to wear a white fitted. Bro, I had a bro, I probably had like 30, 40 fitted. Like at the Now peak. this was D this hat D for L had to have been on the scene, yeah? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. At the peak of at the peak of my hat buying, like I had probably thirty or forty hats and like I was in the store honestly every weekend because getting a new hat. With yeah, getting a new hat. For sure, with the new fit and the new shoes now, and all of that shit. I got a question for you. Was you ever a big hat nigga? Like, I know long tee days, <laughs> like long tees from the corner store, big, big, big pants, and uh, white white shades like D4L with the big ass hats was like so, a thing. Was you a big hat nigga? I didn't think so. 
But um, an OG nigga of mine told me later in life he was like, "You was the first young nigga I seen with the with the ears coming down <laughs> over your with the hat coming down over your ears and and low on low on your face." But I was a I was a Yankee fitted ass nigga, so all of my fitness okay. was Yankee. Um, you know, until later in life, I don't even know how many hats I got downstairs now. I don't even wear them all like that. But my question to you now: All right, stickers on or stickers off? Never stickers on. Swear to God, this is why we're in business together. This is why we're in business together because before you said that, Wes, I was going to ask you the same goddamn question. On my life, bro, I was waiting on you to finish because I was going to ask you the same thing. Have you ever been a stickers nigga? 2007, don't touch the stickers. They are all on the hat. Leave them all, goddamn it. I have never been a stickers nigga. Like even at the height of the popularity, when you had to leave your stickers on, I just never, you know why though? I think, and I, I'm going to break it down. I'm going to tell you why I never been a stickers nigga. And it ain't cause I just saw the foresight and I was always cooler than niggas. <laughs> it was because I knew damn well I was going to wear the shit out of that hat, out of that hat. Like I said previously, you know, you wear it till it's brown on the inside. Right, and if they right. catch you in the rain, then it's got like that weird, mm, that rain. it was wet once, yep. dirty, sweat, nasty. And then you mm. got to toss it but anyway i knew i was gonna wear the shit out of that hat so i never wanted to be the nigga where you had the circular uh hologram Mm -hmm. sticker on the bill and then you wore the shit out of the hat and then the sticker started to peel up and you could see under the sticker where it used to actually be red like when you move a couch in a nasty apartment i never wanted to be that nigga bro Nah, i I can understand that but back back then i like i say we we were stickers on we was a uh I I kind of had a plug. I would take my hat to the dry cleaners. You know what I'm saying? Get my shit clean the, the the right way if I needed to in order to keep my shit intact. But I think I even stopped doing that because they peeled the stickers off of my joints one time when I went I there. And I was you... I was still, but then like I progressed. You know, I went from. Did you honestly think that they could dry clean your hat with the stickers? I did, off? bro. I did. Uh, but that's young. <laughs> Look me. how it's nasty hip hop yeah, was, disgusting. bro. Yeah, absolutely. Hip hop is but gross, bro. I, I progressed. I went from you know don't touch my stickers to then I went to all right when I get it I'm gonna take the sticker off of the top part of the mm, bill and I'm gonna put I'm gonna put it underneath. I'm gonna I'm gonna put the top oh, sticker underneath. Okay, okay. Because I'm a, I'm still a stickers nigga. Like I need I need to and I'm gonna catch it while it's still fresh. Let me go ahead and peel that off, put it right back on. We're gonna leave it like that. Um and then now um no stickers for me, please. Let, let me ask you this. Did you ever have any kind of clear understanding as to what the sticker shit was about? Um like why was, did we like why did we as a culture ever leave the stickers on ever at any point? I mean, I guess it's just kind of, you know, like the, I guess it's a thing in the fashion world to kind of recognize, like, you know, when you get Louie, it got an authentic tag in it or something like that. Like, to me, the new era came with the embroidered logo on the side, but it came with the stickers. Like, so you knew that this wasn't no corner this store. Is, this is 5950, goddammit. You better know what it is. I, I, I went in the store and spent my bread. Or I used to, fam, I had a, I had a membership to Liz back in the day. So like, I used to order a lot of my hats online. They used to just pull up to the crib and then they had a, um, that's why I used to fuck with it. Shout out to my niggas, Josh and Carlos. Me and these niggas for, uh, probably about a year used to buy the same hat every Fridays. They had a, a, a section called Fresh Good Fridays where oh they would drop God. like a new hat, like an exclusive joint that was on, you know, some, some new shit. And they was, was in a new hat club. I was, new, I was in a new hat club, baby. Yikes. Send them through, get, See, like, getting a discount, getting a discount. Man, I'm telling man, Lids had a motherfucking hat that had some goddamn, uh, 
it was stitched like gold, and I was gonna buy that motherfucking dog. It was hard. I was gonna be that nigga <laughs> back in the day. Too, niggas was spending too much money Man, on that top accessories. That hat was like six hundred dollars. I swear to God, I was gonna buy it. Jesus, on a hat, on a hat, look, disgusting. Look, look at where we come from, bro. And like, <laughs> I've asked this question before, not recently, but I know I've been down this, this path before, trying to really get like true hip hop answers to this, right? Like. Okay. If niggas really know where leaving the sticker on the hat came from, like, and, and I really like your answer. I, I do think that it's a multi-layer answer thing to this. Like, I feel like that mixed with it kind of devolving from like the ABC, Bill Biff DeVoe generation where niggas used to live like the dead ass hanging stickers on their hats. Like yeah, the yeah. hang tags used to be on them niggas hats. Yeah, and I think we just kind of like devolved from that. Like, okay, they don't leave the hanging tag no more, but you leave the tags on because this just always been how we did, did it. That on top of kind of like being a seal of freshness. Yeah. Like, cause when you leave the stickers on, you can far and away tell how new the hat. You know what I'm saying? Like if them stickers start peeling and once your holograms start looking dingy, yeah. <laughs> niggas across the club can look over there at you and see your shit ain't shining right. It, and then I, you know, I guess that just, you know, being, being young, it goes back to semi caring what other motherfuckers think. Cause now that's why I say, I don't give a fuck about no guy. What the fuck is you looking at my hat that hard for? God damn it. Like I got a problem now, but back in 2007 and 2006 and 2005, like hat had to be fresh. Hat had to be fresh, like on the weekly. Catch me in the Jesus. new hat. Respect my look hat at, game for sure. Look at us new slaves, bro. Uh, <laughs> I don't even know how we got through a whole hat ten inch uh, tangent, but uh, I, I got news for you, bro. Okay, how like this news? ain't even like podcast news. This is news from me to you, bro. Okay. We finally did it, bro. Like, we finally have been podcasting long enough for us doing a podcast to trickle down into my real life, bro. Oh, shit. Finally. It has, what? it's finally happened. Uh, so you know how it's been kind of a reoccurring topic on here. And I don't even know how we've talked about it so many times, but we have about the whole, like, what would you do if your baby's on the side of the road? And oh, shit. Can, 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 are you allowed to help somebody on the side of, it finally happened, bro. It finally happened. Art imitates life. Last week, Friday, I think it was, my wife was about to get off work from a long stress. I'm talking about the day was killing her, bro. Like, you know that, that day where you like texting your wife back and forth and you already know the vibes like this is going to be bad. She's having a horrible fucking day. Let me just start running. Let me just start running the vacuum now. So like, <laughs> let me just try to make it as nice in here for her as possible because it's going to be a crash landing. Sure. You know what I'm saying? So she hits me up and she's being the sweetheart that she is. Like she wants to get home so bad. She hits me up before she leaves the office and goes, you know, there's been a shitty day. Uh, do you have any plans for dinner? And I was like, you know what? Honestly, I didn't want to make you feel bad, but if it was a couple of hours ago when you got home, I would have rushed back out the door and picked up some, some Taco Bell or something like that. You know what I mean? Like just mm -hmm. so nobody have to cook. And right. she was like, well, don't worry about it. I'll go down the hill and get it for you. Now, when I say down the hill for those of y'all non New Mexicans, <laughs> Every like restaurant that we go to fast food wise is at least 30 minutes away, at least 30 minutes away in like a drive through the desert. You know what I'm saying? Like there is no quick stop at Wendy's before you get home out here. I can it understand that. The, the Wendy's so you have to go 20. out of your way and make a whole trip 
So when she offered it, you know, of course I was like, you don't have to do that. But she was like, I'll do it. Don't worry about it. And I'm like, bet if you want to do it, that's fine because I got a taste for it. I ain't gonna lie. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. She got off the phone. Wes, not even eight minutes later, my phone starts ringing. Now I immediately like, this is the overthinker towards the bull sensitive nigga in me. I knew something was wrong. Mm-hmm. I knew something was wrong when my phone rung that back to back, that close right. to her calling me. Right. I answer the phone. Nobody's there. Disconnect. No. Like, what the fuck? From her? Like from your from wife? Her. Oh. She calls me. I pick up the phone. Can't hear nothing she's saying. I, I'm not even hearing static. I'm hearing nothing. And then I hang up. Panic. So I call her back. She picks up. Nothing. Hang up. This goes on three or four times. I'm like, oh, something's Cat, shut up, bro. I am. Wes, oh, I'm outside. Something I'm already that, outside. Now, here's the thing, though, Wes. Here's the killer. Now, it's nighttime. We live in the desert. She's going down the hill through the desert, Wes. Bro. Through the mountains. Your, detail, so like, your details are too stressful. I'm already realizing, though, Wes, like we have very known pockets of the desert where you get no phone reception. So I'm knowing, like, whatever is wrong, she's in one of these pockets because I can't talk to her. So I don't even know what made me think about it. I'm like, well, let me text her because she might get a strong enough signal to just get this text. So I text her. She texts me back. I'm like, oh, thank God. Okay. She like, babe, I got a flat tire. I'm on the side of the road right now at the bottom of the mountain. I got a flat tire. Wes, look, (laughs) you're sweat itching right now. Exactly. Same thing for me. Like we have talked about this several times. Have we not? Like this has been a thing. Yep. So I'm sweating. I'm like, now mind y'all, this is our only car. Mm-hmm. So I can't just like immediately spring into action and grab the keys and hit down there and change my wife's tire and none of that shit. I'm like, fuck. So I only have like two people in this state that I'm that close with that I can call. Right. That's Dylan, who we've had on the show and Luis that we've had on the show. Uh-huh. Dylan is on super duper, duper, duper quarantine. Like they don't leave the house for nothing. They're still in March, April quarantine. Like they don't leave the house at all. So that was kind of out of the question because even to say, Hey, can I come over and borrow your car to go help Donovan? I know he would have wanted to do it, but I know he would have felt funny about me being in his car with COVID going around. Right. So next in my mind, my next option was to call Luis. Shout out Luis and our promotion department. I'm like, I got to call Luis. I have to call Luis. So I call Luis. I let him know what's up. He like, bro, I'll be there in five minutes. He like, I I can hear him getting his keys. Like, (laughs) (laughs) he like, where's she at? I'm like, I can't think of the name of the gas station. I finally get it from Donovan. I shoot him the name of the gas station. Boom. He's on the way. Right. So he gets there. Long story short, he helps Donovan up. Out helps her get the donut put on the tire, puts our tire in the back of his truck, flies back up the hill, helps us out. You know, like the, at this point, yeah. the day has been so shitty for my wife because, mind you, it's been a long, shitty day at work. Yeah, it's been an extra two hours or so at work, mm. and then breaking down on the side of the road to the point where she couldn't even get the food that she was going down there to get. She had to come back up the hill. So. Obviously, at this point, I there's nothing I can do. So I'm trying to, like, cook some shit real quick. So when she get in the door, she can at <laughs> least have some food to eat. Up the hamburger helper. Bro, so then, like, of course, you know how, how I am, bro. Like, when they finally get here, I'm hugging my wife, trying to get her nerves to calm down a little bit. I'm like, Luis, man, can I buy you a 48-pack of beer? Like, what can I do for you? He like, don't worry about it. Let me just get back down the hill. Like, mm-hmm. I'm like... 
let me get you some beers or something. He's like, bro, I cannot take 48, <laughs> 48 beers back down the hill to my wife in my home after leaving suddenly in the middle of the night. I'm like, you're right. You're right. That's bro. hilarious. That's probably a bad idea. But bad idea. yeah, long story <laughs> short, but that finally happened. And like, I had to really like spring into action and like call one of the homies. That's like one of the few people out here that I can even call right, with some shit right, like that, right. man. So, and it was super odd because that happened on a Friday and then that next following Saturday, we had just so happened to have an appointment with a car dealership to start looking at like some cars. Mm -hmm. Cause we was already talking about like, we need a second vehicle. It's probably not responsible to just have one out here right. in the desert right. on the mountain. And what we got is like a two door sedan. So it's not really built for the type of terrain that we drive on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like everybody out here either has a pickup truck or a really big pickup truck. And here right. we are driving a fucking Chevy Cruze right. through the mountains and fucking six feet of snow and shit. Like it's just been a mess. So long story short, we ended up getting a second car, man, and everything worked out. But nice, nice. Like, I just was laughing to myself. Like I can't believe we finally like we talked it up. Did you get yourself we a truck? Yes, we ended up getting an SUV, a uh, uh, Kia Sorento. Okay. Uh, 2017 Kia Sorento. So we okay. like it. It's really nice. nice. It's got all the amenities we was looking for. We did some car shopping. Uh, I got a question for you too while we're on the story. Okay. Like, okay, I don't know how regularly you car shop or how often you've been on the dealership. I only ask that not to like be little or nothing, but I don't really do it. I think I've right, only done it right. like twice in my life. Like it's any car I've ever had has always been kind of like secondhand or I know a homie that got one for sale. Like I've never really had the pleasure of walking on a lot and walking off with some shit. I right. I did it once. So I get kind of annoyed with the whole, like, do you want to test drive this thing when you go to the mm -hmm. dealership? Like, mm -hmm. no, I don't want to test drive this. Like, fam, I want to sit down at the cubicle. I want you to tell me how much this is a month. I want to see if I can afford it. And then I'll look inside it. Like, I don't, even want to, I don't even want to look inside it unless I know I can afford it. Is that weird? Uh, nah, I think, you know, to each his own with that. But I think, you know, I, I think that's one of their tactics, how they bait people into buying the car. Like they want to show you the glitz and the glamour and how well it drives. And then they want to sit mm -hmm. you down and talk numbers because you, they feel like you're already drawn in and tied to the car at that point. Like, nah, man, fuck that car. Like, can I afford this car first right. before I get attached to it? And you know, it's, it's a backwards fucked up scheme for sure. But, um, like I said, and, and then they probably used to a lot of people just coming in there, test driving the car and leaving for real, mm -hmm. for real. So. And not really wanting to get anything type shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just to come do some shit. I don't. I don't know who's coming in there to test drive the 2017 Kia Sorento. <laughs> no, no shade like that. But right, right, I right. fuck with the new Kias. Listen here, they got that with that that tell you ride that new joint that's out. It's a good car, bro. I ain't gonna lie. It's a good car. Nah. We've been finding any and every excuse to get in it and run to the store for milk again. Yeah, bro. We got the, three. We got three gallons of milk in the refrigerator, all half drank. I'm about to. I'm about to run down this the, new car. So I'm running down that 20 minute trip down the hill seem like 15 now you be like shit oh, this ain't nigga. so bad no more yeah, I, I come down yeah. here yeah, yeah nah, so I've been, that whole situation that you're talking about though, that's crazy because like i say my, my wife likes to get out the bed retirely early to go down to the gym um and the same the shit it kind of happened to me this morning like because whenever she gets out the bed leave i always like am conscious i'm always awake so i know when she's leaving and probably like within 10 12 minutes after she left my phone started ringing and i was like uh, what the fuck is going on? Luckily, it was not her. But these scenarios always go through my brain, and I'm definitely um, I'm okay, always so out here. Like me, I immediately panic. Oh yeah, like, I'm I start all... going through all the solutions in my mind before I even answer the phone. 
Oh yeah, absolutely. Like I'm one of those dudes. Like I say, luckily it wasn't her, but I'm always out here looking for um what I like to refer to as my little hoopty um that yeah. I can get just to park in the garage and like you say, run to the store if I need to. I ain't looking Emergency for nothing. Yeah, I ain't looking for nothing new right now. Niggas got a plan out here. Niggas is trying to do some things, so I ain't really worried about a new car yet. But I'm definitely looking for my little hoopty like I had before I left the crib. I had my two cars before I left there, so I'm like definitely looking to get my little hoopty back, man. I love it. That's what that's where I'm, like from. That's yeah, where I'm from. I, you know, my I had my little hoopty before I left yeah. Ohio too, man. And look, to. I, my hoopty was a hoopty for real. Like you had to turn the steering wheel to the left when you turn the key <laughs> in the ignition to get it to start right. Like if you don't slam it and park real hard, the car won't all the way park and it's liable to roll back on you. Like, bro, all of these the Got back of the door didn't unlock. Like, bro, I had all kinds of little quirks to my little truck, but I love my little shit, bro. You got to. That's what it's there for. Yeah. It, it run. It get me there. Yeah, 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 bro. Uh, speaking speaking of broke down shit that you love anyway, we got a we, we got a recap of last week. Was it last week or the week before last? We got to recap this, bro. We got to update our news. Uh oh, we got a news update. Offset done done it again, bro. Oh, he done 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 it all. Done done it all. Can we go return of the Mac drop right here, bro? I got you. Offset done done it again. Jesus bro. Christ. Hey man, how, how okay, so I know we touched on this lightly on one of our ends of the podcast about like, you know, cheating is obviously not good, but it's probably not the end all be all that it used to be. I feel like we kind of spoke that into existence a little bit too. Like now I'm not here, I'm not trying to laugh at Cardi. I honestly think like all jokes aside, I think it's wonderful that they can see past uh their trials and tribulations. They got a family, they obviously love each other. You know what I'm saying? They got a child together. They're whole legit married. Like some motherfuckers be just married on paper, but I really do honestly believe Offset and Cardi B are legit married, like at the heart. You know what I'm saying? Like, so, I mean, if Cardi B can make it work, if Offset can make it work, all applause to him. But I, I could not, I could not, I could not laugh. So when we originally talked about the news, right, it was like, uh, I mean, and I think we ain't even really like directly go there. We kind of like talked, you know, talked, talked about niggas fucking up. I think is really what we discussed when we discussed it. Um, and, and the whole get back process and how he went about that. But, um, even when we first announced it, like now that we are weeks later, it seems like something was missing from the story for real, for real. Mm-hmm. Um, so now I feel like it might have been a partial jig. Um, and, uh, yeah, I feel like it might, might have been an attention grabber. Um, <gasps> Because no, what he, you think they hold on, wait, wait, let me make sure I'm getting clear on what you're saying. Do you think the whole divorce thing was a ploy for attention? Like they were never really gonna break up? I don't or think do they you were. think or do you think Cardi B was threatening the divorce with no real intention to divorce? I don't I don't I don't think they was ever gonna split or none of that, bro. Cause when I mean, did we ever you know and, and not that it has to be like that, I don't want to paint that picture, but right, sure. you know. With we, I didn't see no smoke. I didn't see them not together. You know what I'm saying? And now this nigga, right, like even it. while the papers was being filed, like you was like, wasn't like they had each other's birthday party or some shit. I this saw is what I'm saying. And now two weeks later, he buying her a Rolls Royce and she's sending out tits. Like, <laughs> so that's a weird divorce. This, you know, I this, wish my mom and dad would have divorced like this. This maybe. is another. This maybe is another. I would be so fucked up. Yeah, this is another train car in the caboose. The tit pick now. Like first it was the divorce. Now it's the tit pick. When's the album coming? Like I hate to say it like that, but 
Are we that jaded though as a society where we just can't believe nothing? Like, not even in a negative way, because I do think Bro, that like most of the time we got a right to be skeptical because there's so many jigs out here. But let me let me be a true uh dipped in butter program journalist here when I say this. I watched a minute and a half of Cardi's probably eight and a half, nine minute video explanation about how the tip pick got out, fam. And the first 90 seconds didn't make no sense of how she said it got out, bro. It was really, it was real Cardi antic-y. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? And maybe, maybe I'll go back and listen to it again. More than likely I won't. But I just don't believe it. Like, I literally sucked my teeth and turned it off. Like, mm, So do you think that, like, okay, so say Cardi B, say this is a jig. And say Cardi B just keeps on jigging. Like, do you think that as a hip hop community that will ever get so tired of the jig that will kind of like stop caring about Cardi B. Like that's part of what endeared the audience to Cardi. Like it wasn't just that Bodak Yellow was so hard. It was just like, before she wrapped a bar to us, we were endeared to Cardi B. You know what I'm saying? Like niggas already liked Cardi. So when the music caught up, it was just like, all right, this is great because now I can actually listen to the music after already kind of fucking with her character. Like, do you think she could kind of fuck up her character to the, to the point where we not here for the music no more? Nah, I don't think, I don't think she going to do that because even with this whole explanation, like she kept it real, like shit, I fucked up. It wasn't supposed to, you know, I think they tried to run this whole, she got hack jig and she was like, nah, I didn't like, <laughs> I, uh, play, play nah, us fuck I up. Yeah. Players fuck up and I fucked up. Like it is what it is, but they tits, like who ain't seen tits and you know, now that, that has legs of its own, but, um, I don't, I don't think she gonna get, because like you say, that's, that's kind of how we fell in love with Cardi through her personality. Sure. So I think as long as her person, you know, the, as long as the antics don't become blatant, you know, I'm, you know, but I, I think they ran this jig kind of before, like you say, they, 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 they've done this, like, why, why is it everybody's fucking business? <laughs> You know what I'm saying? If she if she really is going through it with her husband, why 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 do we need to know every time she goes and files for divorce? Because like, for, shame on you the first time, second time you started to look funny in the light, and <laughs> right. third time now nobody really fucking believes you. It's, it's like the and, boy that cried wolf. And mind you, if she want to take him back, I got no quarrels with that. I, I have no quarrels with that. I'm cool. Y'all got saying if you want to take him back. Love to y'all. I'm glad y'all figured it out. Like, I'll even clap it up. I'm happy for y'all, but it's just like, okay, but how many times are you going to tell us? And I'm with you on that. Like, I just, if you want to take him back, fine. Like, pour his tricks in the morning, but just like, do we got to know? Like, do we have to know? I don't need it. For me, and that's, I understand it, but like, and maybe this is just the background that I come from, but like, you talking about, and maybe because we different types of niggas and we think about it different, but like you talking about divorcing your husband or, you know, divorcing your wife, like that should be a real solid ass decision that you going to make. Like, mm-hmm. all right, I'm ready about to cut this shit off. Like, and I even, you know, I get it because they got kids involved, but I even hate when there's some people out here who get divorced and don't really have no attachments that still be fucking up each other's lives. Like, yeah, I was going like, to say, like, that is one of those just, like, flawed-as-people kind of things, right? Because we see it in everyday life with the nigga that works at the grocery store, like, on again, off again. Yeah. He's splitting up, but we still at each other's house. Yeah, like, I almost wish divorce. Yeah, I almost wish it wasn't a thing, you know, just to kind of keep the secrecy and, you know, real commitment level of it sacred like that. But I just don't think that's something that you just throw out 
you know, especially in the media and the pre, even if you did take a month to think about it. And here we are, like you say, within a month later and you, you back with your baby daddy husband. Like, like you say, again, no quarrels. That shit is cool with me. Like I'd rather you be with your baby daddy and your family. But again, we don't need to know. We just don't need the updates. That's we don't need the is. updates. Like, if you want to break up and get back every other week, that is fine. Like I got no issue with that. I just don't need it across my timeline. That's all. Yeah. Speaking I, don't, of I, don't, not, I don't fuck with hostile relationships. Bro, speaking of not needing it like across the timeline and oversharing, like that's kind of like the appetizer for the main course when it comes to fucking oversharing. I think anyway, and you can give me your opinion on this. Like, okay. Are, are you up to speed with John Legend and, and Chrissy Teigen and the shit that they've been on? Going um, Let's say going through. I don't want yeah, to. We'll say, we'll say going I, through. I'll, I'll say I'm partially up to date. I feel like I don't know everything here since yeah, you're bringing so, it up. But so, okay. And, and I want to be as gentle with this as possible, like, especially as a parent and, you know, somebody has been to the NICU. Like, I couldn't even right, imagine right. what they're going through. But, you know, John Legend and Chrissy Teigen lost their baby while Chrissy Teigen was trying to give birth. And uh, I think it was a boy and they lost the baby. The baby died and all of that. But, like, Chrissy Teigen on her Instagram, and again, like, I'm not, I don't, I want to check my tone because I don't want to come off like I'm trying to reprimand her or talk shit on her. But I, I do want to discuss it is what I'm saying. But, like, she took us through the whole journey on Instagram. Like, it, I guess what you normally would see is like, I'm pregnant. I'm happy. Here are the steps. Here are the moms. Look, I'm showing. We're getting close to the date. So happy. Uh oh. And the next thing you know, she's taking a picture of her wrist and it's got like the hospital band on it. And then you wait three days and then you get the picture of the baby where it kind of went left and she was going to the hospital. And then like you saw some complications post and then you saw like a black and white picture of her sitting on her hospital bed with her head down and then the caption about them losing a baby. And it's just like, okay, again, I want to be sensitive because everybody deals with things the way they deal with things. So far be it for me to try to tell Chrissy Teigen how to deal with losing her child. But for me, I just was like, I guess more so concerned than anything that maybe she's trying to deal with it the wrong way. Question mark. I mean, that's, I, I know, I feel where you're going with this and I, it's it's the strange world that we live in. And like you say, it goes back to we don't need to know everything. Um, but I think because of, you know, the celebrity status that they hold, you know, over here in the country or, you know, wherever they go. I think because she chronicled the journey, you know, from start, I think she felt obligated, which is weird. I think she felt obligated. I think at so that point too, because to you had shared all this other stuff, right? Yeah, and and I had the, ba- the and had the way. baby come out healthy, she would have been, you know, snapping, dapping, and you know, fl- like flicking it up, like photo shoot. I feel like she felt like I she agree. was obligated versus you know just not saying anything. And it's a you know it's it's a testament of you know how attached to the internet social and social media and shit like that. For and real, that's really real. what I wanted to get at. Like, I, I, I never want to get on here and try to talk bad on anybody that's lost a child. Like I know it's celebrities and it's so easy for niggas to get on here and talk crazy about somebody that might not feel tangible, but anybody that's lost a child, like I never want to sit on I here mean, and talk crazy, but it's just like, that was my main thing is like with social media, with vlogging and posting and sharing and status, like we'd be feeling like this mounted pressure to after we've posted something we gotta like go all out to make sure that we stay right. with it or keep that same energy or and maybe like, no, you don't 
Maybe may, you could have went black for six months, and you know what I mean. Like, and, that that's, and maybe fun. maybe it's just one of those things that you know. May, maybe may, we might be speaking out of turn. It might not, it might be one of those things that you got to experience, but before you actually f- fill it out. But Heaven forbid, yeah. But like, it's always been weird to me, and I can understand. I can understand it for the life of me. But it's always been weird to me, like when people lose a parent when they go right to Facebook. Like I've seen people same day like within hours like like you know and they'll solicit you know i i've 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 seen the progression of it i've seen you know the hey i need y'all to pray for my parents you know blah they skip this this is that or i've seen the hey i just need y'all to send prayers don't you know don't ask just send don't them ask like, me about the that. details yeah don't ask yeah. me about the details just send i thought them. that was a little weird too like yeah, can, we get, and, can we get hit that real quick like how do you feel about that when somebody and then, and bro, like send prayers don't ask for what just send them and i'm like well, what am i them. supposed to say to god and then and then like, the, and then the next thing this email to god without nothing in the Nothing yeah. in the body of this email. And then the next thing you get is a is a graduation photo and a long post, or you get a picture of them holding, you know, their recently deceased person's hand in a hospital bed. And it's like, this is so dramatic. Like, if this just happened to you today, why is why is it your concern to share your sympathy and your grief and your sorrow on your social media platform? And I get it. It kind of goes back to, you know, no nobody shows their struggle on social media. So I'm not knocking it. I'm not knocking it if you, you know, because what, what can I can, I don't want, I don't want to give it to a certain status of people, but like there are people who are pillars of the community who, you know, for, for instance, I will say this on the show, since it's kind of present, I don't know how tapped in you are, but you know, kind of, you know, the, the crew of people back at the crib, uh, SCFMG is a record label, DJ highlighting Doobie and all of them back okay. at the crib, but recently, one, yeah, recently one of the members of their crew, Big Mike passed. So rest in peace to Big Mike. But like a lot of people across the city, you know, I, I hate when it happens, but like it's, it's an overwhelming feeling, you know, sometimes when, you know, people really did touch people. So I can understand it. But like, right. even out of that, one of the people who was very close to him, DJ highlight, like I think it took highlight a whole entire day before. And because of, you know, highlight does shit for the community he kind of does have that stature where people because when i seen it that's who i first thought about like damn mm. i wonder you know and i i went to his page kind of looking for something and, trying when, to check on him. and when i didn't see it i understood it like oh he got to deal with that like he he got to deal with that and i hope people aren't pressing him to say that like i'm not about to dm or you know con- or none of that shit you know it's, it's weird like yeah it's 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 very weird and very I, I feel weird. you on that and it, I, I wish more people was like you in that thought process and understanding the step away and respecting it you know what i'm saying like some people don't get it like we get so wrapped up in social media that it almost don't even like niggas don't even take a minute to mentally take a break from social media like, bro, when, when, when Ness passed, I had a nigga hit me in my DMs that I didn't even know. See, Not on my friends. Damn, bro. A nigga hit me in my DMs and asked me if I knew how he died. Are you fucking kidding me, bro? Did you, cuss, did you cuss him out, it's, bro? It's, it, when I say it's still there, I didn't even respond. Yikes. I, bro, it, 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 it washed me over so bad with disgust. Yikes. And anger because you know it wasn't shit, but motherfuckers wanting to know some shit. You know but what I'm fam. saying? I can't, I could, I couldn't imagine something happening. It was still, fam, it was still the day. It wasn't even like we had buried the homie yet or none of that shit. Like it was the day he passed. I had a nigga that I didn't even know in my DMs asking me how he passed. All all off of some tags and some posts because he thinks you closed and he thinks he gets information out of you. But like I said, I couldn't imagine going on there posting a picture about my people and like, like, not, not for nothing because I always think about this too, but like, what, 
what do you what emoji reaction are you supposed to have to a post like that? Man, are you supposed to like it? Are you supposed to love it? Now they have the care joint. Do you do, like what are you supposed to do? Is anything inappropriate? Are you sad? Are you angry? Like is it all appropriate? Is that why they chose those? And then if like, you go prayer hands, like how many how many is how enough many, to where you don't look like this OD? But like, even I could leave sixteen prayer hands. You know that sixteen don't really mean shit. Like all right, right. sixteen when sixteen ain't enough. I can only imagine posting that shit and seeing people, whether I know them or not, yeah, hitting me with the sorry for your loss or con- like I couldn't imagine reading that over and over and over again while I'm I still get mad when people while I'm sorry still for your loss while I'm still while I'm still grief stricken. But even like I said, I guess I'm just much more considerate, especially when it comes to that Facebook shit and Indian. Like it's enough of my family on there. I wouldn't do that to my family, mm. you know, like. People in my family are just now really starting to like post pictures of my grandmother years later. You know what I'm saying? Just because niggas are still really dealing with it. Like, I can't look at my grandmother all the time. Like, I want to get this tattoo of my grandmother so bad. I just don't know if I'm going to be able to look at it every day. Like, and it's that type of situation. So I, I, I just can't imagine going to the internet with my grief. Um, that shit is just very, very weird. Um, and again, I, like I said, I couldn't imagine being so sad. And like I say, I would, I wouldn't, I don't want to notify people that way. And it's a, it's a gift and a curse for real, for real, because, you know, maybe people that you don't know, but again, I couldn't imagine people who that shit might hurt my feelings even more in the moment. Like, fam, I just told you somebody from my family died and you commented on my Facebook post and you never tapped into my line. Like, yeah, it's probably fuck you. you. Yeah, it's probably fuck you forever. You feel me? Like, And (laughs) (laughs) and see, like, even with that, right? Like, you know, again, I, I obviously can't relate to Chrissy Teigen and what she's going through, kind of circling back around. But it's like, you know, when when my daughter was born super prematurely and she was in the NICU and we was dealing with that kind of pain, like we didn't put no pictures on Facebook. Right. You know what I'm right. Like, and that's what I was thinking about when we, we were sitting there talking. Forth, like, I didn't yeah, put we was back nothing. and forth from the doctor every day we was at Children's Hospital. Like. For those of y'all listening to this, if you're not a NICU parent and you've never been through this or got a cousin or a niece or a nephew, or if you've never been through the NICU experience, it's not something you will wish on anybody, man. Like it's one of the most strenuous, draining, sad, like it is overwhelming, right? So, and we went through that for months at a time. What was it? Four or five months straight of back and forth from the doctor, wondering if your child is going to make it or not. Like that's a lot of time in uncertainty. You know what I'm saying? So I I just never felt right about posting my dog. Like we was taking pictures, but we was taking them for us. Right. For y'all. You know what I'm saying? So I never once, like I didn't post a picture of Cameron until she came home. For sure. And then that was still even a couple of weeks later after she mm-hmm, came home. Mm-hmm. And I know a lot of people was asking us to see the baby and to post the baby. And we just, our response was always like, nah, we cool. You know what I'm saying? Like, eh, it's not a good time. Like, not only, not only was it just like, I didn't feel like the response was necessarily genuine. I felt like it was just curiosity. Right. And I, right, I wasn't, right. I wasn't okay with subjecting my daughter to that kind of energy fam i would have like and that's another thing like i couldn't imagine even with me you know considering myself your nigga like i could have never imagined asking you to send me a picture of the baby (laughs) you know like if you sent it you sent it you know if we were talking like that that's cool or like i'm gonna see the baby like my my major concern is is the baby okay 
You know, mm-hmm. I, I, if the baby is okay, I will see the baby. I ain't worried so about that. One of those things that me and you never even talked about because Not it's ever. one of those like, if you know, you knows. If like, you know, you know. You, I, I feel like I try to surround myself with enough people with that kind of couth in class yeah. Yeah, yeah, to yeah. even just understand. And I, and I get it. Like everybody not built the same, not in a disrespectful way, but everybody don't have the social cues and know hows to maneuver right, that. Group. Right, right. Yeah. So I don't think everybody that wanted to see a picture of my baby necessarily had malicious intent mm-hmm. or was just trying to be nosy. I know that can't be 100% of the case. But for me, in just protecting our situation, it just was never something I was into doing. So in saying that, let me ask mm-hmm. you this. Okay. With the Chrissy Teigen thing. Okay. Now, John Legend went on the Billboard Awards the other night, and he performed a song in dedication to their lost child, which I thought, okay. again, That's was nice. like more follow-up to the whole well. I felt like he did it because, like like you said, I feel like Chrissy Teigen was already committed. Obligated. She was just keeping that same energy, felt obligated, kept with the role. And maybe even she felt like somebody else was going through that too, mm-hmm. and she could be helpful. There is, there's probably a thousand different positive ways to be doing that and positive reasons to be doing that. But I do feel like John Legend performing and doing all of that was kind of a follow-up to what his wife was going through. Because, of course, you got to be supportive and all of that, right? Like as a husband and a father, like you got to be there for her. So if that's the energy she's rolling with, even if you don't necessarily agree, you got to support your lady. So I get that. Right. But my question to you is, if you're in John Legend's shoes, can you do that too? Would you do that too? Like... Like, I, I think me and you are kind of on the same page where we ain't really like, that's just not our go-to call. Mm-hmm. But if your lady was like that and she felt the need to keep IG posted on the situation and that's how she was moving, could you move like that with her? Or like, what would you, what would be your response? Like you, were, you want, like you want, Lynch? like you want me to be in the post? Like, and I'm, I'm probably, I don't, I don't give a shit, bro. I'm probably like going against it. Like I'm probably that's probably going to be a good time to take a social media detox. Uh, you know, I'm, but it would I'm, just be you alone. Like Chrissy would, st- like your wife would still be posting. I just want to add that to your equation while you make your decision. I mean, she's still that, posting. Even if you go black, she's still posting. If that's what she wants to do, I'm going to, I'm going to discourage it. I'm definitely going to discourage it at all turns. Like every time I see it, I'm definitely going to be like, you probably should, shouldn't. I mean, especially if it's related to that, because again, are you dealing with it? Or are you just showcasing it? And, That's important. And yeah, and is it, is it you know what what is that part doing to you? Is that drawing more shit out of you? Is that making you relive it every time? Like you know, we really would need to tap into that shit for real, for real. So I would, ah, uh, yeah, I just don't like what. What are you again? You know, lo- losing it. What 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 are you doing immediately after that? That the world needs to see your every snap. Yes. And I'm sure it's probably tough for Chrissy, too, because, like, again, I'm not trying to be funny, but I don't know exactly what she does. Like, I know she hosts a show, but before that, I know she's an influencer. So as an influencer, she probably does feel like a significant amount of pressure to just continue being an influencer. I mean, it's, you know the, what I'm saying? it's Which the world, is, it's the world that we live in. Like you say, yeah, when these it makes people my just, heart cry for her, like, yeah, when these people when these people share their lives, um, like I say, they, they feel obligated, but I do kind of want to stay here in the sharing their lives. People feeling obligated bag. I got, I got a few, uh, parental questions that I kind of want to, that I kind of want to ask and see. Let's just get off of this. I don't yeah. want to talk about it more. Deadly. Yeah. How you feel about it. So, and I want to talk about this before it kind of gets away from us. Cause it's still kind of fresh this week. So, um, shout out to, um, cat's favorite basketball player, LeBron James, 
the greatest. No, 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 no. Stop, stop. stop, 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 stop. He is not my favorite basketball player. How dare you? This is he why is I said it this way. <laughs> you thought that, you thought I wasn't going to catch that? No, I knew you were. This is why I said it that way. My, no, he's not my favorite basketball player. Actually, you know what? Truth be told, if I was to pick a favorite basketball player, it might be somebody like Tracy McGrady or like Dame Lillard or like Russell Westbrook. LeBron James is just the greatest basketball <laughs> player. He's the best basketball player to ever play basketball. That's not my favorite. I'm glad we maybe, could clarify. Maybe. I don't know. I'm glad we could clarify that. However, um, shout out and congratulations to him and the Los Angeles Lakers hey, on winning boring. on, you know, yeah, winning his fourth championship, seventeenth for the franchise. Um, you know, they they did all of that down there in the bubble. I'm not gonna get too much into that because this is not the sports it's podcast. Not sports show. Um, but a few weeks ago, there was a story that kind of hit the news and it was kind of there and it kind of like went up and it kind of went down and it kind of came back up again. Never really caught any steam. Um, but there was an IG posted to, uh, Bronny's Insta stories of Bronny smoking that pack. Um, Bronny was smoking. Yeah, Lil Brown was smoking weed on on his IG, right? Got got posted, got took down. Of course, you know, the internet gets it quick enough that, you know, the world saw it. it. Bronny was in the bubble. So he couldn't really deal with it. Um, so what it really made me think about, cause that story is what it is. I don't really want to talk about that, but like I said, I want to talk more to the, to the, um, parenting style. So one of the questions that I have here is on parenting styles and as far as being relaxed or being strict mm. and do like, do you let these niggas fuck up or do you make them do shit? So for, for me personally, I like to do, I run a hybrid. I run a hybrid of okay. the two. Like, okay. I feel like if it's something I need to step in on and try to like interfere and in- interject immediately, I'll interject. But I do believe in letting them hit their head. Like I do believe in letting life teach the kids uh, as much as you possibly can without something seriously like, that could affect the whole butterfly effect. You know what I'm saying? Like if your kid's doing bad in school, I ain't going to just let them fail. Like, oh, let him get the F's and let him fail. And then being <laughs> held back at teach him. Like, <laughs> nah, like we probably need to step in and do something. Right, but right. you know what? I was actually kind of faced with this uh, recently. Like <clears throat> my son, like I've told you before, like he, he works his own job and he's got his own McDonald's money. Mm-hmm. And we let him spend his McDonald's money the way he wants to spend his McDonald's money. And I don't know if I said it on here or said it to Did, you personally. Didn't not, McDonald's but, used to have money back in the day? McDonald's actual money. I, don't, I had to look that up. I don't know. But my, my son took like 300 of his hard earned dollars and bought one of his online friends a whole Nintendo Switch. Like these systems cost over $300 and he bought it and sent it to one of his friends. Now my, my wife was uh, concerned about it. She was thoroughly concerned about it, which she had every right to be. And I understood why she was concerned, but I kind of just was letting her know, like, hey, babe, don't worry about it. If this is one of those situations that we're concerned about where maybe his online friend is taking advantage of him to get $300 consoles and games and shit, then it'll be a lesson learned, right? Like, it's a part-time job. It's his free money. The worst that can happen is he can learn you need to keep your eye on who you call your friends. You know what I'm saying? That's the worst thing that could happen. It would be different if he was out on his own and he already had an apartment and he had bills to pay and he was making these risky 
you know, moves. But I was telling her, like, actually, now is the time you want to learn these lessons when when the failure risk isn't so high. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't want to be learning this at 26. I'd rather him learn it at 17. You know what I'm saying? So it, that's kind of what we was faced with recently where I was just kind of like, you know, let him do his thing. Let me spend it how I want to spend it. If somebody's taking advantage of him, I'd rather him learn now and let life teach him because we could scream till we blew in the face, like pick your friends, Ryan Don't let nobody <laughs> use you. But like, if we being real, we've all been used. It's the only way to learn how to not be used again. True. True. You know what I'm saying? So uh, Again, just circling back to the an- answer your question, a hybrid. Like I, I'm a strong okay. believer of the hybrid. So I guess to couple along with that, do you suffer from parental paranoia? Define parental paranoia for me. Okay, I'll explain to you mine. Um, <laughs> I so I've already spoken about on this podcast how I'm high on like safety and security, bro. Um, you know, just period in the house, out the house, uh, wherever it doesn't matter to me. Um, but I oftentimes find myself, I don't want to call it daydreaming. I don't know. I guess, you know, just trancing out and mm. thinking of the worst. Um, I do that. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Is it a like dad to, thing like or is it a parent to, thing? I like to refer it as you're calculating all possible risk so you can maximize your readiness. Okay, so may, maybe that's the definition for parental paranoia. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I find it often like, and it's you know, it's I don't know, man. Like I say, maybe it's the world that we live in. Like you say, I'm just trying to prepare for for all risk associated. And again, maybe it's coupled with the fact that I'm in the house with all these girls. I'm I'm always thinking about how to protect these women in here. Just one makes me stressed uh, all the time. Damn, like. Sometimes I lie awake at night until I feel comfortable enough to fall asleep. Like, <laughs> Hold on real quick, and I don't want to derail you, but I just got to say this real, real fast. Ever since in episode, like, 34, when you told me about the man coming in the house and taking the this baby. This is what I'm, I'm saying. I'm right now, so thank you. And I didn't even want to, and I'm glad you reminded me that I said that story here, because I can say it like, that's the, that's probably the, the highest parental fear that I have, that somebody comes in here and takes my children at night. Oh, you know. God. Like, especially while I'm right in here sleeping, like that would fuck with me. So like, that's, that, that's one of the things that I I wanted to know if a nigga, you know, not even just sparked from that situation, but just because that's not the situation that I think of, it just lives in me for real, for real. So like I said, I'm always like, I have to, fam, I have to be the one that locks the doors in this house at nighttime because that way I know that I closed them and that they were locked. Like I, I had, like, I literally, ha- I have to be the last person, like, and I'm not the last person because my daughter will go downstairs, you know, she, she grown, she do whatever the fuck she want to do, but she'll go downstairs, you know, after, but like, once I, t- like, once I turn the light on the stove on, goddammit, once I turn the light over the stove on, like, I have locked the house down and turned all the lights off, so like. That's how you know it's a wrap for the house. The house gotta be still for at least enough for me to go to sleep, fam, and I just, you know, be wanting to know if somebody else feel me on that. No, you know what? <laughs> I hate to go into this, but you know what? I'll give one paranoia in exchange for another. Okay, okay. Don't lose that paranoia because it's there for a reason. Okay. Because I remember uh, when I was a young adult and we first moved into our first couple apartments, I used to always be paranoid at every little sound. I would always go to sleep with like basketball shorts on just in case the shit popped off in the middle. Now, I don't know 
where that irrational thinking right, came right, from. Right. Even if I didn't sleep in basketball shorts, I kept basketball shorts next to the bed so I could hurry up and put them on. He said, I kept, he said I, kept them joints, God, I, I kept them down on the floor with the legs open so I could just jump in them and pull them up. Damn, swear to God I did. And you know what happened? Somebody broke into our apartment while I was asleep. I heard them kicking the back door. And in all in one motion, I jumped out the bed and into the basketball shorts. To address the situation. So there's a reason why that, I'm not saying that that's going to ever happen. Right, right, right. And nobody's coming to get your babies, but like. Right. I got to live by my own motto. If you stay ready, you ain't got to get ready. It's nature. It's, it's, it's literally nature. Like that's in the very deep parts of us as human beings, as like cavemen or gods, if you want to believe the Nick Cannon theory. (laughs) It's in us for a reason to stay ready. Like that, that anxiety, that paranoia, it's a defense mechanism. So don't ever get relaxed on it. Like keep that shit strong and sharp because when it's on, you're going to be like, people will be amazed at how quickly you responded. It's just like a mother getting their baby out of a sinking car in a lake. Like if you talk to one of the mothers, I bet you they've always had paranoia. And they were the ones to get the babies out. True, indeed. I can accept that. I won't. I won't. I won't front on that. And to kind of, I'll circle back around to the to the LeBron James thing on my on my parenting topic to get off of that because that made me feel better. So I appreciate that. Yeah, um, that yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, kind of on the on the back of the LeBron James and Lil Bronny thing. How do you feel about nepotism? What does that word mean? <laughs> so ne- nepotism is basically, you know, the the father does something, the son comes along to kind of. It basically nepotism means, you know, it's basically kind of handed down to the son, okay. you know, from so, so kind of like the age of year. Like if if you was uh, a, a handful to your mom, then your kids are going to be a handful to you. Kind, kind of basically or the, the example that I use, you know, kind of over in the industry that I grew up in. Like I say, my dad is a funeral director and a bomber. Like a lot of those funeral homeowners pass the shit down to their sons or their nephew. You know, so, somebody in the family usually takes takes over the funeral home next and. I don't want to say a given type of thing because you got to, you know, work to get the proper credentials and shit, but shit, nigga, you next in line. Like, yeah, yeah. Th- this shit like, is yours. It's kind of like you can't escape. At least, even if you don't go into that field, you can't escape having knowledge of it or being good at right, it. Kind of right, 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 right. Or like you say, you're the, you're the natural next up. It's almost kind of like, uh, uh, Mufasa and Simba. Right, right. Like we you all are, know Simba was not fit to be no king. Absolutely not. Not when Mufasa wasn't around no more. And Mufasa would have had to train him up right. But I guess my thing is, are we looking forward to little Bronny really being like the next LeBron James, I guess, because we've seen the sons of great athletes come along and be nothing. Mediocre at best. Yeah, and be nothing. So, okay. I'm glad. I, I like this. I like this because I have actually thought about this before and I know, uh, Bronny being LeBron Jr. Uh, is an exceptional athlete, especially for his age. Right. Uh, he, he, he will go to the pros. It's inevitable. Okay. Uh, will he be as good as LeBron James? No, because LeBron James is the greatest basketball player. I'm saying nobody will ever come along and be better than LeBron because I think that's a Jordan fan way of thinking to just think that the person you think is the greatest can never be passed. And I, that's what makes me sick about Jordan fans is they're just not open to the idea that anybody could ever be better. So I'm not going to say nobody can ever be better than LeBron. I just think it's unlikely that that person's in his house now. I will say that Bronny will be uh, a good or even exceptional NBA player. But if you look across the way, Zaire, which is uh, D-Wade's son, 
I don't know if you've ever seen film of Zaire and or Bronny playing together. Zaire is better than Bronny. So from what I've saw, I can I can deduce the same. <laughs> Zaire is better than Bronny. Right I think now, Zaire has a good chance to be better than Dwayne Wade was. Now that now I'm glad you brought that up because this is the question I thought of while you were speaking. What is if you know if this is kind of the case, kind of the passing down the shit? What is the father's responsibility to teach Ooh. the son, or you know the the mother to the daughter? Like if if you know this is going to be the thing, like. Is is LeBron now responsible for arming Bronny with every tool that he has? Absolutely. Absolutely. So I, I'm a big fan of and big believer of if you're LeBron, it is up to you to at least make sure Bronny has a comparable understanding of basketball. And if he never uses it, fine. But because you're so great at it and this was your gift, that it is your responsibility to at least make sure he's comprehensive in that field. Like I'm not the greatest barber in the world, but I will at least make sure my son is able to get himself together. If he's got an emergency Easter to go to. Right. I feel like that is my duty. I've learned this thing. I have to pass it to him. I have, if he never cuts hair in his life, he needs to at least be, you know, versed. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I feel that's, that. my, that's, that's my duty. You know what I'm saying? Like I, so I, yeah, yeah, I think, I think, uh, you know, my wife is is big in the radio and shit like that. And right, her right. vocal ability and her understanding of vocals and shit like that have absolutely been passed on to uh, both of our children. They're both mm-hmm. very musical and shit like that. And I think that that's her duty to do that. So I do think that Bron should be held responsible for making sure. Like, he ain't got to make sure Bron go to the league. Or right, like right, that. right, 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 right. He needs to make sure that Bron can step on a court. Absolutely. Okay. No, I, I can get with that. Cause I, like I said, I just put myself in that position. Like I say, my dad, I've watched my dad embalm hundreds of bodies. Like, could and I could, like yeah, I, I, I don't want to call I don't want to call it stuff in a body. No, I, I, no, I definitely, I want to use the most like juvenile. Term if, let me, let me, let me say this. I've seen it done enough to replicate what I've seen. Um, if I if I ever had to do it, I would probably still need the guidance. Um, but I could only imagine that if I was actually going to go do that, my dad not teaching me everything he fucking knows. Like, sure, he would absolutely be like he would probably like I could only imagine he would sit with me for a long time just to like nah do this do this do that do that do that. You know, as strangely as it sounds, and you know, I'm just going to keep I'm just going to be honest. I love to be, I got to be honest on here. Uh. I don't want to pass podcasting down to my son. <laughs> like, <laughs> you don't need like, to do this. I know me and you are really like, we into this. This is our thing. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? No matter whatever comes of this thing, like, this is what we do. We enjoy doing it. It's certainly a pastime of ours and it's something that we're passionate about. I don't feel like this qualifies as one of those. Like, you got to know your strengths and weaknesses. Yeah. Like, if he ever came over to me and asked me for my help or some shit, I would certainly help him. But this don't seem like nothing that I just feel like I have to pass to him. It's not practical. No, I mean, and then not even that. I mean, like, we still, you know, learning. But you know, if if it if it came down to it five years from now and he want to start a podcast with his friends, why would he not start here? But but I could totally see him not asking me shit. Like I could, I could totally, I could, I could, I could see, see that as well. Anything. I could see that as well. But it would, you know, I guess from my standpoint, like I'd I'd I'd, I'd at least go and ask. Now, if if I knew my son and his friends were starting a podcast. Would you think that it would like that I should inject myself into that and like, no, hey, son, I, re- I noticed that you guys are starting the podcast. Let me show no. you. Something. I mean, okay. I, I, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna, 
I'm going to say no, but I guess it's weird because now I'm thinking about the children of rappers, I guess, from our era. Because if, you know, I guess, well, I'll use T.I. son because that's who came to my brain at first. Like, if you grow up in a house and you have a studio in your home all the time and you end up fucking around down in the studio when your dad doesn't know, you know, uh, he's not going to interject. I guess it's weird. Like, it's because I don't think he should still. Like, it's right down there. Like, he might not ever need to know. But, like, I think in that case, it might be the probably the son's responsibility. If it's not something that's been discussed, you know, along the way, but you should probably want to go and seek that knowledge. Right. But see, like, for instance, and for example, uh, I don't expect Diggy Simmons to go ask Rev Run for some pointers. Like, if he ever did, he'd be wrong. Like, Jaden Smith shouldn't ask Will for no pointers. He probably does, though, but. I don't know. I just feel See like what I'm saying. It's level. This yeah, it's definitely. I think it's situational because if your dad is trash, don't ask him nothing. Like, <laughs> like I don't feel like Diggy needs to ask Run nothing because Diggy's a better rapper than Run. I mean, true. My son might be a better podcaster than me. Let's move on before anybody turns this off <laughs> and realizes that we're not that good at it. Uh, I got. Oh, I got. I do have some news for you. Shout okay. out to Compton. All right. Uh. Did you did you see in the news that Black Sam is suing the Crips? <laughs> Why'd you laugh at that? What's the matter with you? We because just talked about respecting the dead. You are correct. Well, Black Sam is not dead. Um, <laughs> but you said Black Sam, and I got excited, like, oh, okay. And then you said suing the Crips, and He's I like, instantly what? got. I, I'm, you probably should have seen the question marks above my head. <laughs> so what? let me give you the full story, so I can take that question mark away. So. All right. Those of y'all that don't know who Black Sam is. Is he suing the rolling 60s? Black Sam is the known brother to the late, great Nipsey Hussle. And uh, he's pretty much in charge of uh, the Marathon's estate, fair to say, yes. And uh, he is in court currently suing the Crips organization for their improper usage of the Marathon LLC. So is, is that a, is that a, is that a corporation or so that was, that's bro. I read into the article. Are they a government you know, entity? What so is going I didn't on here? Come on our show and sound like a fucking idiot. When I said <laughs> black Sam is suing the Crips because I know everybody listening to this in your headphones. I saw what your eyebrows did when I said suing the Crips, like, so what is he just gonna find anybody with a blue rag and then now you getting sued? Got it. <laughs> the Crips ain't an organizer. I did the same thing, audience. For all of y'all that are looking at your headphones and staring at your phone crazy right now at me, I did that too. So it made me read further just to make sure I didn't come on here and sound like an idiot. But apparently there is like a section of Crips that have like formed an actual organization that do shit in the hood. Like, so the particular Crips that Black Sam is suing, these Crips have started like after school sports programs and shit like that. And they're under the name, the Crips, because they're former Crips and they wanted it to be as such. So when motherfuckers said the Crips ain't doing shit for the hood, they can say, this, yes, they are. This Here's should, our actual file. <laughs> this should not sound <laughs> as ridiculous as it does. Like, you know what? It and sounds it's funded ridiculous. by the Crips. I get it. Like, I get it. Do you get it, though? I do. I do actually get it. Like, it sounds funny to report and talk about on this podcast. Where, I get it. Where's their money come from? Whatever. Probably the Crip Soda that Killer Mike put out. All right. Now we're digging. 
Okay. So anyway, they, they were using the, the marathon, uh, the TMC brand and shit like that for some after school sports shit. And, uh, Black Sam wasn't having none of that shit, bro. Like he came in and shut that shit down. I guess they were like trying to do that shit since like 2019. And he's taking the Crips to court. And my question is to you, and the reason why I bring this up is, where do you waver on Black Sam's side saying, hey, man, this is my brother's legacy. You didn't ask no permission to use this shit. What are y'all doing? Because Black Sam and them, and Nip- I'm not going to say Black Sam. I believe Nipsey probably did this before he passed, but they own anything marathon associated the marathon the marathon clothing the marathon store the marathon.com marathon marathon the like they they right. cover everything so right. are you with black sam on this like i'm protecting my brother's you know intellectual properties or do you see where the crips is coming from because obviously uh nipsey hustle is a big figure when it comes to the neighborhood and Crip sets. And when we're talking about little eight year olds trying to play little league football, I could see how it would be inspiring for you to see the marathon on the little banner that you bust through on Saturday mornings. Like um, should, should black Sam lighten up a little bit and understand that this is for the hood or should black Sam be saying, well, if you're going to do this for the hood, it need to come through us. Like, yeah, I think, um, I think it really just depends on the the details and the logistics, honestly. Um, I think at this point with the whole marathon thing, especially if it comes to apparel um, outside of the store, which I believe is still not open. Still backed up. <laughs> right. Still, still backed up. But, you know, you can only get the shit online. You cannot go to the actual store. Um, but outside of that, I believe, you know, Puma has some stake now in this whole marathon thing. Mm-hmm. So, like, it probably has to go through a bigger conglomerate and not just Black Sam. So I think in order for Black Sam to regulate that, he's, you know, maybe taking that into his hand to sue them. Um, and the only reason I, well, not the only reason, another reason why I'm with Black Sam is because, um, you know, if, if Nip didn't have no uh, affiliation to the Crips that, you know, the Crips LLC or the Crips.corp. Uh, <laughs> Crips.corp. Is yeah. Then I don't think, um, I don't think they just have the rights because, Nipsey is a well-known crit because if that's the case, go ask Snoop. Snoop, you know, Snoop got the little league joint. Like, go go find well, Snoop. All the Crips, though, like it's not you called. Said what? It's not, uh, but but Snoop's little league organization ain't called the Crips. Like, I could see how kind of one hand washes the other in this, though. Too. You okay, know what I'm well, go find Corrupt or Daz or somebody. Goddamn it! But like. There's many, like, don't, I, I think it's, I think it's situational because of the situation with Nip. Like I say, I think it's, I think it has something to do much bigger with the, with the Puma shit, honestly. Um, like I said, I think Puma got some stake in that whole marathon shit with, with their whole clothing line. So anybody else trying to get a piece of that. And it's, it's, like I say, it's just not okay. Like if, if the rolling sixties are not a part of crypt.core, um, then you probably gotta, you, you don't, you don't get that just off of the face pass because Nipsey was a, was a famous crypt. Like, I, I do wonder if, like, in these neighborhoods that have been kind of like, apparent. I guess in my mind, if you have went out and like put paperwork behind the Crips name, then you're at least about a little bit of business. You know what I'm saying? So I wonder how this is going over with these former gang members that are now in business and are seeing like, oh, okay, these niggas is like really out here suing us. Like, I wonder how this is going over with. I mean, but that's, it don't. 
it don't sound like they tried to go through Black Sam or none of that shit. Because, you know, that that's usually how shit like that happens, fam. Like, you don't come ask me, I tell you. First of all, if you do that, you're ignorant. But, like, you don't come ask me, I tell you no, and then you do it anyways, especially when sure. it comes to business. But sure. then if you do do that, you can't expect for me not to come back and just do the legal shit. Because what's, what's Black Sam going to do? Had a 60s roll up to the, the crypt building and <laughs> and spread up? Like, this don't make like, no which sense. Which building are they operating out of anyway? Oh, the all blue one. <laughs> it would have to be the all blue. It would have. I to don't be. know, man. I, I I can almost promise y'all you will not get a follow up to the story because I don't. I just don't see this becoming a thing. I just thought it was nah. interesting when I read about it. Hell like, no. And my eyebrows did the same thing. Like, how do you sue the Crips? So I had to read a little bit more and find out how you actively sue the Crips. Uh, Crip core. Yeah. Speaking of the kids, man, I got a question for you too, man. On some more parenting shit, we can <laughs> all. Get in our parenting bag. This episode, right, family sure. matters. Uh, so you got two young girls over there, as you as you've stated before. Mm-hmm. Uh, do y'all do like the bedtime story before bed thing? <laughs> y'all do that? Uh, so, sometimes they will ask. It's not a religious thing around here, though. Oh no, I'll I might, I might, I might owe them a story tonight though, because they asked me for a princess story last night, and I told them I didn't know one. I was gonna make one up and tell them tonight. So See, that's hopefully, fire. Hopefully, I like they don't remember. Up a story. Oh, they yeah. gonna remember. Yeah, I mean, oh, they probably are. My so Cameron is, she's an every nighter. Oh wow! Like you can't put her to bed and turn that light off because she will ask you where that story is. A lot of times, she, a lot of times, I tell them stories about themselves. I started with there was two little <laughs> badass girls. One of y'all was being bad yeah. today. No? Just, <laughs> yeah, usually they're just daily recaps. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I want to see if I can swindle that in, but but Cameron, like she, she okay. So she expects a story every night. She will not go to bed unless she gets it. So we've kind of worked our way, like we've worked ourselves into this corner. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, she don't got a whole lot of books in her room that are under 12 pages. Okay. So she's always picking out the like, oh, this is Disney's fairy tale book for princesses. And you go to pick it up and you like, you know how you quick turn through it just to see what the right, page right, is looking right. like. And you're just like, oh, I'm not reading this one. Man. Hand me one of them. Hand me one of the ones that's printed on cardboard, like the yeah. thick one. <laughs> too wordy. Like two things per- yeah, bro. So I, I, she had a book for an assignment uh, a couple of weeks ago, and this was one of those books that had like paragraphs on each page. I think it was like the Little Red Hen or something. And it made me realize that I don't read out loud as good as I think I do, bro. <laughs> like. So, especially like, okay, somewhere also Dr. Seuss is like making a fool out of us. Like, it's not fair that Dr. Seuss books can go for like five, six sentences straight and be telling a comprehensive story. And then all of a sudden, like you have to know to say, and then a who's or who's not comes to the door. And when you get all goofed up and sound like a fucking idiot because you're tripping over regular words, mm-hmm. it's not your fault. Because Dr. Seuss is making up words in this book. I was about to say, you're not prepared for that. Bro, is this fair? Like, I I feel like my daughter kind of looks at me a little bit sad when her dad is reading to her. And I got to, like, you know when you squint and then you put your finger by the words uh-huh, just to make uh-huh, sure that you're uh-huh. taking account of everything you're saying? I've had to do that a couple of times. And I, like, kind of look over my shoulder and I can see the sadness in my daughter's eyes. Sometimes, I, sometimes like, you just got to... Sometimes you just got to make it up, bro, because these kids can't read, so. 
Say what you want to say. But see, we, we've backed ourselves into a corner with this whole reading every night thing. So we've read the same book so many times. She kind of knows know what it's supposed book. to be. Damn. Yeah. So we fucked up. Yeah, that's sick. You got to get that under control. Take, take the book for yourself one night after you read it to her. Tell you going to go study. <laughs> See, that's what I'm afraid of. Like, I don't want to be studying a children's book just so I can come to the to game time more prepared next time. Yeah, like, Dr. Seuss is on some bullshit. Horton, here's a who. Who says that? Yeah, like, bro, some of these shits ain't even words, nigga. I don't, even, I know nobody. Right? I don't even know nobody first name Horton. What you talking about? Yeah, so uh long story short with that, man, uh my daughter is getting real close to a TV put in her room. Uh, I dig that. Okay, I got a question for you. Okay, since you talked about the whole, you know, you don't read as good as you think thing. I think this, you know, we're we're on parenting and anxiety this episode, honestly. Um, I want to ask you a question. Do you have video watching anxiety? And by that by that, so I'm an avid watcher of World Star and YouTube and shit like that. Um, I, I tend to only really watch stuff with my AirPods in. I I really don't like watching stuff. <laughs> I, don't I don't like people to know what I'm viewing. And this is what I mean by video watching anxiety. I don't like people knowing what I'm watching. I think really only for one reason, bro. I hate when people ask me what I'm watching. Really? Bro. Besides my wife, my wife has like a clear path. Right. If you in your phone and you got one AirPod in your ear and a coworker walks over and says, what you, what you looking at? What you watching? Yeah. My fucking phone, my business. Like, why do you care? You know what? I ain't gonna lie. I'm the exact opposite. Like I'll be wanting people to ask me. (laughs) (laughs) I'll be dying. I work for someone to ask me what I'm listening to in my AirPods. I hate it. Like, what really? you listening to? Like, what is why, it like why? a privacy thing? Like, this is my like. Is it kind of related to the whole my phone is kind of a private thing? And if you're looking at my phone, you're 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 too far into what I'm doing, kind of thing. You're way or? too far into what I'm doing. Just I like the, just like stickers, screen. just like, like stickers on my fucking hat. Like, mind your goddamn business. <laughs> Way too close. close. I can see that. I can see that. But now that actually doesn't bother me, man. Like if somebody. But again, I ask like questionable shit. Are you watching? How many videos did you watching just out loud though? And that's what I said. Might be a testament. That's what I'm saying. It might be a testament of the times. Like I'm. I'm never watching or listening to anything really out loud. Like unless I'm rolling up or sitting out in the garage with my wife. Like I might like turn something on and listen out loud. But just like like, if I'm at home in the bedroom, yeah, I'll bro. People with crib, it's always earphones. People with shit on out loud, bro. That's almost like chirping back in the day, fam. Like if you don't stop chirping, I don't like in the middle of this fucking store, bro. We went to the liquor store one time. This is before we moved (laughs) from Columbus bro we went to the liquor store one time a nigga had a bluetooth speaker clipped to his belt bro. oh no fam this nigga was a cool uh y'all's age i'm gonna just say it that way no! so you can cool y'all's age bro like a bluetooth speaker bluetooth, clipped to talking about what? he was talking about he was getting in the liquor store to buy his turn up to go to the bar tonight like he do every night fam it so was i have never understood that i've never understood that. like even even in the boombox days when motherfuckers yeah. walk around, like I don't get that. I don't get when people play their music loud in their cars, bro. Like I, I don't get that. I, I never got that. Even we as were. a kid, when motherfuckers had systems, I was like, "Well, what does that do? Like, why we do were. I need everybody?" We were standing right behind this nigga in line, and like when I when we walked in and he was right there in front of us, I was like, "Oh shit, babe, we ain't got to go to the club tonight. The club right here in the liquor store. Like, we ain't got to go nowhere." And then of course he picked up some nasty peach Paul Masson. 
and 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 then got like a little personal bottle of Haney. I was like, he's disgusting. <laughs> well, wait a minute, wait a minute. Does that mean that this is who I'm going to turn into eventually? Because I did say that I w- I'll be wanting motherfuckers to ask me what I'm watching and listening to. So is this like the natural evolution of like, I'm sick of waiting on niggas to ask. I'm just going to give them what I'm listening Bro, to. Bro, if you purchase a Bluetooth speaker that comes with a belt clip, hang it up. I have a Bluetooth speaker that comes with a clip on it. But it's a shower speaker. I'll put it in the shower, though. It's a shower speaker. I've never okay. taken it out of the But like I'm talking about like a, a belt clip nigga that you like that like jailers hold their keys on. Nigga, like he had it clipped to his belt. He was dead ass serious, fam. Like, don't ever take that outside the house clip to yourself because Yeah, please, please don't ever do you that. You got a major man. problem if you do. Oh, I hope that doesn't become a thing for me as I get older. Cause I <laughs> I just I'm so kind of scared of getting old that I feel like I have no control over who I'm gonna be as an old man. Oh, you don't uh, clearly. I, I feel like I don't have any control. But speaking of out of control, man, you ready to uh, slide through all the rest of these topics? Let's get with it. A quick rapid fire for the show. Yes, sir. Uh, oh, okay. As battle rap fans, did you see uh, Charlie Clips and DNA battle rap for Joe Biden this week? Um, based off of the headline, I did not watch that. Um, I didn't want to be disappointed. Yeah, or you would have been, bro. It was the. <laughs> Stupid. And we'll be, I'm so glad this is in rapid fire because nobody cares about battle rap other than like me and you and maybe one other person that listens to this, but two big name battle rappers, very mainstream. And like battle rap is like such a sewer, gritty, ear to the streets form of hip hop. And to see these niggas with this like paid advertisement by Joe Biden rapping these corny ass bars about why you wait, should vote. Wait, wait, You're a fan wait, of cringe. Just turn it wait, on and watch. It. Wait, it's so wait, funny. wait, this was paid for by Joe oh, Biden. I that point. Yes, Joe Biden endorsed it. Like at the end of it, it's like paid for by Joe Biden. No fucking You're way. Getting bro. So much shit in the culture for this right now, bro. Like, the, I mean, like I seen little bits about it, but I didn't know it was like an official yeah. paid for by the Joe Biden. It's party. kind of a trickle down effect of uh, wilding out getting canceled. So for sure, I can for understand that. But and and ever since uh, Clips' last battle, I have discovered that I really hate when he turns his battle rapper on. Like I wish Clips would just be himself all the time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah like, he turns. I, I hate when he tries to get into his gun battles. Like, yo, I spin the clip and then I no, insert don't. the hollow tip. Like, fam, no, you don't. Unless you're here on on second rewatch, Calico tore his ass up too. Talk about so what kind of nigga name himself? Clips don't got no gun. Like, whatever the fuck that whole segment was. Yeah, Cal- Calico Calico beats everybody. I don't know if I can think of any Calico losses off the top of my head. Like clear losses. Like, non-debatable, he lost that. He beat Loaded Lux. Moving on to the next topic. <laughs> uh, Logic. Oh, my God. Logic spent $226,000 on a Pokemon card, bro. Why? I guess he thought... Okay. Was it Pikachu? It was Charizard. <laughs> I, don't, I don't, I don't, I only know Pikachu fam. I can't it was remember. a Charizard card, but see, I only wrote that down just to make sure in case anybody asked me, in case you <laughs> asked me, I had that detail at least. Had that locked. Fam. Okay. So here's what this tells me. I've always felt like Logic and Joyner Lucas getting back to the, I hate both of them. Mm. I feel like they're both tryhards. I feel like this is a tryhard move. Like I feel like, 
this is him trying to make sure he continues to appeal to the quote unquote nerd audience that he raps to or used to rap to like, bro, you can't convince me that there's ever a reason to spend over $200,000 on a Pokemon card. Yeah. I don't Other than that. just to try to stay true to your nerd roots, bro. Yeah. Like two, I mean, like shout out to the nigga he bought it from. I'm sure that's a lick yeah, for him. And I wish I would have kept all the Pokemon cards. I pretended to like back in the day because maybe they might be worth something now, but yeah, that's some old hype beastie. I want to be will shit for sure. Okay. So yeah, I'm not wrong. Man. That came off very hype beastie to me too. Like I felt like it was very much like I need them to know that I'm still part of the culture move. And it just, to me just rung off as like, okay, well you spent that on, that car show me the rest of your car bro we might need to talk about that one day too i know we don't have time to do it here today but like we really might need to address anime and hip-hop anime and hip-hop okay so we won't talk about it here we'll write it down for a future show but just real quick love it or hate it Hate it. All right, this has been the Dip in Butter program. <laughs> we appreciate y'all fucking with us another week. Uh, we got to get to that, bro, because I've been dying to come on this show and just hate on something, bro. Oh, let's get but, it. Yeah, I appreciate y'all fucking with us, man. Uh, my name is Kat. Uh, you can check me out on catandcrunch.com, twitch.tv slash dipped in butter program youtube.com slash dipped in butter program you can put dipped in butter program anywhere there's a search bar something will come up in relation to us we trying to expand out there and uh spread our wings a little bit man uh but yeah like i say man uh i appreciate each and every one of y'all's listens downloads streams recommendations man uh it matters a whole bunch over here man thank you Big facts. Uh, it's your boy, Wes No T, aka Elmer Young. Motherfucking goddamn glue around this bitch. Play a pot in a PODNA at Forever Young 89 on Instagram. Fuck with me though. Uh, the favorite, your favorite, unreleased retired rapper right here in the flesh. Uh, he is I, I am him. Fuck with me. Yeah, like I say each and every week, man, please check up on your strong friends. You never know what they're wasting their money on or trying to pretend to be just to keep in the culture, fam. Yeah, or, you know, they might be failing at passing the family business down to their fucking son, and history has its eyes on you, so do better. <laughs> yes, sir. We're going to catch y'all next week. Yep. Come on, baby. Let's go get dipped. <laughs>